Welcome to the Shona Strong Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Choco Break, Aldi's answer to the well-known two fingers of chocolate covered wafer. At just 117 calories per bar and a quarter of the price, you too can enjoy a guilt-free chocolate break, knowing that you are not funding the world's most unethical company, Nestle. Don't just take a break, take a chocolate break. Hello everyone, it's me. Unfortunately, the podcast is not sponsored, but... I did just eat three choco breaks, so they were on my mind. Anyway, today I am 34 weeks pregnant, which means I have six weeks until I am full term, 40 weeks. That blows my mind. Six weeks to go. That is like nothing. That is just going to go in a heartbeat, I think. Anyway, I was having a conversation with my wonderful big sister. She has a baby and she gave birth at 40 weeks and five days. And she said, I bet you're going to be competitive with me and try and beat me. And actually, that had not crossed my mind. Although I am an extremely competitive person. So listen up, bitch. Game on. I'm going to beat you. Of course it's not, it's not. I will sit and wait patiently for my baby to come earthside the moment he or she chooses to. And if that happens to be 40 weeks and four days, oh Jenny, I am sorry, but I did beat you. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about this week was the idea of not having goals and the idea that sometimes goals can get in the way of your progress. Now as someone who loves a goal, someone who loves having a dream, someone who loves having something to work forward to, something to work towards, this is just me flipping it on it, flipping it on its head and it's totally okay to disagree. But it's just throwing something out there. So here goes. It all started when I put on my Instagram stories asking people what social norms need to go in the bin. And my friend Jackie replied saying the idea that everyone needs to have a dream. And I was like, oh, interesting. Because as I say, quite a goal orientated person right here I was like oh let's hear your thoughts on that and I said what drives you Jackie so she said and gave me this is literally the best answer ever I love it she said she loves learning new skills and to be good at them productivity reality slash realistic expectations creativity stability meeting and learning about genuine people new information and the natural world that's amazing so those are all things that encourage her to live in the moment encourage her to enjoy every single day as it comes because the thing about having a goal and working towards something is that you might actually miss out on all those things that Jackie's listed there I'm going to relate this now to exercise 
so I had a client check in with me one-to-one and she said that right now she's feeling a bit sort of low motivation, low drive, like she's like, didn't really do much training this week because what's the point? And she's always been someone who has a big goal to work towards. And when I say a big goal, like charity boxing match, uh, Iron Man, uh, I don't know, throw out goals, a football match. I don't know. She she loves competing in sports. She loves um, big physical challenges. And she's not got one of those right now. So the issue is for her, she's like, well, what's the point in exercising? What's the point in eating well since I've got nothing to work towards? Now, that's when I think having a goal and and having or feeling the pressure to always have a goal can get in the way. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with exercising for the intention of being healthy, for being fit, for not feeling sore or stiff because you've moved your body that day, for literally just feeling good every day. Because the fact is that exercise makes you feel good. It doesn't need to be exercise to meet an end goal. It doesn't need to be exercise because I've got a charity boxing match in two months time. Because if if you're only focused on exercise for that outcome, for that end goal, then you're not really enjoying it. Like it, it's all sort of like part of the process. It's all part of like slugging away, getting you to the, the end. And then the problem is that once you get to the end, you're like, oh, well, that's that done. That was fun. And then any training that you do after that, what's the point in it? What's it for? And it kind of encourages that all or nothing mindset. Like I'm I'm all in right now because I've got a 10K. I'm all in. Because if I'm not all in, then I'm not going to be able to do this 10K. And once I've done the 10K, then you're in that nothing mindset. And I I just think that an all or nothing mindset when it comes to exercise is just not healthy. So my point is, it's great to have goals. It's great to have something to work towards because, I mean, that, that does keep a lot of us going. But if the only reason that you're exercising, eating well, going to the gym, following these habits is because you've got something that you need to do in X amount of time, then it's going to be a kind of miserable process in the long run. And just exercising and looking after yourself for the purpose of being healthy and feeling good and also you're you're building so many good habits. See, if you exercise most days of the week, even when you've not got a goal, that is really disciplined and building that discipline carries forward into every other area of your life. So yeah, there is another little flip side of not having goals. 
let me know what you think on this if it's something that you've come up against the idea of not having a goal making you lose motivation and drive or maybe you're the type of person that never has a goal always just likes to exercise purely for the enjoyment of it and living in the moment let me know what you think anyway let's crack on i'm going to answer a couple of questions that i've had on my latest q a on instagram here we go so first question is healthy amount of training when ttc with lean pcos (laughs) okay so ttc means trying to conceive uh lean pcos means this person has polycystic ovaries and they are lean so i'm not going to touch the polycystic ovaries because that is definitely not my area of expertise i would head on over to esg she'll know lots more about that than i do however as i've said in numerous podcasts before I do get a lot of questions about trying to conceive, TTC. Um, And I will always, always, always preface this by saying, yes, I've done my pre and postnatal exercise qualification, but beyond being able to get pregnant once so far in my life, I am by no means an expert on trying to conceive. However, um, I would say that a healthy amount of training is a really subjective answer because a healthy amount of what is a healthy amount of training i would say that if you're stressed about how much exercise you should be doing that's not going to be helpful because we know that when you're trying to conceive it's already a really stressful time having been there myself And adding in any extra worry or stress or anxiety around, ah, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, is not helpful. And what is really common um, when you're trying to conceive is that you look at yourself and you're like, what am I doing wrong? And the thing is, babes, you're probably doing nothing wrong. Like, you're not doing anything wrong. You're just trying to make a baby. And making babies is hard. So first of all, just tell yourself that you're doing the best that you absolutely can. I have heard people give up training when they're trying to conceive. And I don't think that's a good idea because we all know how good exercise makes you feel. But equally, there is another end of the spectrum where people might throw themselves into exercise, throw themselves into training because they're like, I want to be this super fit, amazing, best woman in the world who can make babies and also run a marathon every day. There is a middle ground between not exercising and completely overtraining. And as I've said, you want to try and avoid as much stress, anxiety, um, scary hormones in your body as much as possible. And overtraining is definitely going to cause that. So there is a middle ground. And that middle ground is exercising purely for enjoyment. Okay. And beyond that, all I can say is, here's a hug, an oral hug, 
A-U-R-A-L, not oral. And I hope everything works out well for you. Okay, next question. Use of BCAAs during pregnancy. I miss them a lot, but I can't find any definitive info on how safe they are. Okay, so there's a really good website called Examine. I think it's examine.com. Let's just check. Yep, it's examine.com. And it gives you the breakdown of pretty much any supplement in the world. It'll tell you what it does, what the ingredients are. Um, So I would look up BCAAs on that. So basically what BCAAs are, branch chain amino acids, and the amino acids that are found in BCAAs are leucine, isoleucine and valine, valine, don't know how to say it. The thing is with those three amino acids is that they're found in animal proteins. So they'll be found in meat and things like that. So there's nothing different about what is found in the supplement to what is found in food. So therefore, I can't imagine why you wouldn't be allowed to take BCAAs while you're pregnant. The only thing I would suggest that you check is the other ingredients. So sometimes like you might get a pre-workout that has BCAAs in it. So then um, it would have caffeine. It might have other ingredients that don't necessarily agree with you. Like beta alanine makes you might maybe feel a bit weird, a bit sick. So check that there's not other stuff in there. And also, if you're unsure, don't do it. I think that's probably the best idea. We are always super conscious about what pregnant people do. And I mean, that that's rightly so, because obviously you want to look after not only yourself, but your baby. And just a little side note on BCAAs, you don't actually need to take them. See if you have a diet where you are getting enough protein in your diet, then BCAAs are just extra and they're not really going to do much. However, I know that some people really like them for, like it's just a nice drink to have while they're exercising or before they work out. So maybe with that in mind, find yourself an alternative tasty drink to have, um, something that tastes similar if you're unsure. And as always, speak to your GP or midwife um, although I imagine they would probably be a bit overly cautious and tell you not to have them. Next question from Alice. What have you struggled with most during pregnancy? Okay, so I am going to start a movement. Okay, this movement, I'm going to get everyone else to join or encourage everyone else to join. Where we are only positive or only uplifting about pregnancy. So if you're a pregnant person, no doubt someone in your sphere has said something really negative about pregnancy. And I think I kind of went on a bit of a rant about this recently. I probably did. Yeah, I think I did on my Instagram. Anyway, like 
at no matter what stage of pregnancy you're at, there will be someone who uses that phrase, just you wait. And see for every just you wait, I just wanted to say, just you go fuck yourself. Stealing that from Andy. No matter what stage of pregnancy that you're at, someone will say, just you wait, you're about to get this horrible symptom. And it has happened to me so many times. Like, literally someone was like, oh, how many weeks are you? And I was like, 31. So I'm like really quite far on. And they're like, just you wait. At 32 weeks pregnant, I will had insomnia. Okay, so now I'm 34, no insomnia. Okay, next person said, just you wait. I had extreme hip pain and couldn't walk without crutches. And I was like, did you exercise during your pregnancy? Funnily enough, they didn't. I can still walk, no crutches. So my movement is that whenever I meet a pregnant person, someone who's not as far along as me, I'm going to only speak about pregnancy in glowing terms because the fact is, it's actually really good. (laughs) I think it's great, okay? The reason I think it's great is that everyone is nice to you. That's true. Everyone is nice to you. Like people smile at you in the street. People will like give you their last chocolate. People will let you sit in the comfy bit of the chair. Next thing, you can wear dungarees and not look like a child. You just look like a really cute pregnant person. Also, you get to experience the amazing thing that your body does. Sorry men, you don't get to or you cannot create a person with your body. That's, isn't that mental that we can do that? And finally, we're not all just doing this for no cause. At the end of it, you get a little person. You get a baby, which is the best part. So in answer to your question, my biggest struggle during pregnancy has been people telling me that pregnancy is shit. And apart from that, heartburn. (laughs) But Gaviscon is amazing. It works instantly. So there's really not that much to complain about. Okay, final question. Do you have, or sorry, did you have any cycle issues from CrossFit slash diet? Okay, so this person, when they say cycle issues, they mean menstrual cycle issues. Um, And no, I have personally not ever had any cycle issues from CrossFit. However, it is really, really common for people to overtrain, especially people who are competitive athletes within CrossFit. I would say the general population of, well, using my own gym as an example, Unit 4, we don't have anyone who uh, is a competitive athlete in terms of CrossFit. They all come for general fitness, general enjoyment of exercise, blah, blah, blah. And we would not allow overtraining, like as coaches, we keep an eye on how much everyone's training. Um, 
we do have open gym but like we're limited to the amount of hours that people can come in on top of their training so basically um we don't really experience that in our gym however due to the nature of competing in crossfit and because crossfit there's so many different elements of it to be good at people think that they need to do several sessions a day in order to be good at it and what you might see as well is if you're following a professional crossfit athlete on instagram they'll have multiple sessions a day they'll have like an aerobic output session um they'll have a strength session they'll have a gymnastic session now that actually probably isn't that optimal but it's because they are professional athletes they don't have a job outside of that they don't have other commitments outside of their training and they probably could do less and still be really really competitive and really really high performing athletes so people see that they want to be competitive athletes and they think that they need to do all these hours of training and they aren't recovering they aren't eating well and it it might be that you don't a lot of people think that in order to lose your period or in order to like skip a period or your periods to go away you have to be really really lean that is definitely not the case like you can just be in a state where your body is experiencing so much stress uh, and not enough recovery that your period stops or you miss a period so i don't think that in particular crossfit is responsible for all these people having cycle issues however i do think that bad programming which is really common um the nature of crossfit is that if you join a gym it's probably going to be programmed by someone within the gym um, and if there's not any space for recovery or there's no sort of progressive overload, quite a lot of gyms you see, they just have like 40 minute Metcons, 40 minute EMOMs and they just smash people every day, which isn't really that good for you. It's not going to make you better, fitter, stronger, etc. Um, so yeah, it, it, if it's bad programming that is responsible for that and overtraining. So if you... Um, or someone that has a coach, that coach should be responsible enough to make sure that the amount of training that you're doing is, uh, well, for for the amount of training that you're doing, you're also getting adequate rest and recovery and that you're not overtraining. Okay, so let's draw that podcast to a close. I think it's time for a choco break myself personally. I hope you have enjoyed this week's podcast and if there's anything you want me to discuss, answer your question, you know, spill the contents of my brain, ask me anything really. I'm a massive oversharer. So chances are if you ask ask me an overly personal question, <laughs> I'll answer it. Have an amazing week everyone and I'll see you next time. <laughs>